Bardon Bears fans, Breeze Nation, what is good? It is your boy, Pat the Designer, back at it again. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us for another episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. We are God, bro, bro, y'all see I'm stumbling over the words already, right? We got to ask the question. Saw a really, really competitive Bears game yesterday versus the Miami Dolphins. And so you got to ask the question. Could it be? Would it be? Should it be? Have the Chicago Bears found a franchise quarterback in Justin Fields? We'll talk about all that more breakdown in the game. I've got a hot take about Justin Fields on today's game. Got to talk about these NFL referees, by the way, as well. Uh, So we'll talk about that. And then asking the question, finishing off the show, man, do you like offense over defense? We'll talk about all that more on today's episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. Make sure that you guys hit that like button. Make sure that you subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking Chicago sports, how Chicago talks. So make sure that you get in tune with us, man. And if you haven't done so, I need y'all just go ahead and do me a favor and uh Oh, it's not it's not gonna work. It's not when I when I try to oh man, I, it always sets me up like that, right? It always sets me up real bad because settings be getting changed. Yeah, don't worry about it. Now I need y'all go ahead and uh push the button. There we go. Come on. Push the button. Come on, push the button. Yeah, come on, push the button. Hit that like button, man. Subscribe to the page. We appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us, man. Heck of a weekend. Even though, right, Chicago took the L this weekend. Uh, pretty much for the most part, Bulls end up losing both games versus, uh, uh, um, who am I thinking of? Bulls end up losing both games versus the um, Boston Celtics and Toronto Raptors, right? You hate to see that. You would have liked to see uh, them come out with one of those wins. Bears end up losing to uh, the Miami Dolphins. But oddly enough, right, you come out of this weekend feeling a lot better about your football team. You come out of this weekend feeling a lot more confident about your football team, right? And so the question on the table, let's start here, man. Uh, Just breaking down this Miami Dolphins versus Bears game. I thought there was a lot of good things that the Chicago Bears did in this game. Uh, I think offensively, right, we we feel a lot better than we do about the defense. But even with that, right, to, to... to even say that in the second half, the defense was able to get stops to put you in positions to continue to make plays, right? Like, I think that's the part that gets you the most excited about this Bears team is that, yeah, like we're moving in the right direction. And there's just talent on this team that you look at and you're like, what the heck is that? Like, how's that? Oh, no, never mind. He made a play. I don't know. what. All right. Shout out to him, right? I looked at that Miami Dolphins game. I rewatched it this morning. I have to give credit, and let's start here, giving credit to how Luke Getze is using Justin Fields. It's an understanding. It's a belief that, hey, as he's getting better, as he's understanding the system better, as he's starting to play better, we can utilize him better. We can add extra blockers in here. I saw a couple of times, right, where you're looking at this offensive line, an offensive line that even though Justin did have to run, he had to clear out, right, and there, there just still is a little bit of an inability to protect him for for longer periods of time but they're absolutely doing a lot more things to give him just that little extra second to make a decision and Justin Fields is continuing and growing in his decision making Luke Getze did a couple of things right I thought he did I like the move 
where he brings Cole Komet under center to go get that first down. I like the move where, and there's one right where he, uh, Justin's in the shotgun, fakes the handoff to Montgomery. Montgomery goes out and helps Braxton Jones, understanding that you've got a young left tackle, understanding that you've got a rookie left tackle going up against one of the best defenses in the NFL. Hey, listen, I want to see some help over there for him. He's giving me a little bit of help over there. He's figuring out, okay, hey, he needs he needs a little bit more so that he's able to project, protect Justin Fields. The Chicago Bears, for the first time in my life, for the first time in my life, understand what it need, what, what it takes to play on the offensive side of the football. Understand that you can't just keep doing the same thing on the offensive side of the football. For the first time in my life, they understand that, hey, this dude that throws the football is kind of important. We need to figure out more ways that we can protect him. They understand if we need to put eight in the box, we got to get or if we need to put as many as we can. Put the whole team down there. Give him a hot route. Understanding. That right now, the best player on your team is your quarterback, and you need to continue to make that happen. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you right now, the Chicago Bears have found a franchise quarterback. I'm here to tell you right now that the Chicago Bears have found a quarterback that has continued to develop week by week. By the way, the day for Justin Fields, a record-setting day. A record-setting day. 17 for 28, 128 passing yards, three passing touchdowns. Nothing, nothing. you're looking at it right and you're like 128 yards, Pat. What are you talking about? Incredibly accurate, hitting his guys, putting them in a position to go, understanding where your team is. Understanding where your team is. Leads you to understand the 128 passing yards. There's a lot of people that are going to look at that and be like, he's still not able to throw the football. There's a lot of people that are looking at that and saying, but he's still not passing the ball. You have to be able to pass the ball in this league 100%. I do not want Justin Fields to at one point become Lamar Jackson. I don't. But you don't have the team where he can stand back there and be comfortable and simply just deliver the football yet. You don't have the team where he can just stand back there and deliver the football yet. So you have to do some other things to make him play better, right? You have to do some other things that accentuate what he's doing. My God, we're tailoring an offense to the player that we have on it. What is this? Are we the Chicago Bears? Supposed to just be defense and defense and run the football. Well, we did a little bit of running the football there, right? Because Justin Fields setting a record yesterday, 15 rushes, 178 yards, the most by a quarterback in the Super Bowl era. And he had one rushing touchdown along with that, a beautiful rushing touchdown along with that. And then on top of that, the first player in NFL history to record three passing uh, uh, touchdowns with 150-plus rushing yards. Not only do I feel like the Chicago Bears have found their quarterback, not only do I feel like the Chicago Bears are figuring out where this team needs to go to build around Justin Fields, but I'm also looking at the fact that the coaches are putting him in positions to be successful 
every single drive. There was not a drive yesterday where I felt like there's some drives, right, where the play's not going to go the way you want it to. There's some drives yesterday where you're going to look at the team and you're going to say, you know what, Just you got to make that right. EQ, at the end of that, Justin delivers a beautiful pass at the end of the game. EQ drops the ball. You're going to have those plays. You're going to have those plays, right? That's just football. But was the play the right call? The play worked. Was the play the right call? It worked. Didn't have the talent. How many times have we said that this season? It works. You don't have the talent. That's what I'm looking at right now. We're in week nine of this NFL season and the last four weeks of this season, like the video of you agree, have been the best offensive weeks I have ever seen from the Chicago Bears in my entire life. Four weeks. This is the best offensive football I have seen on a consistent basis from the Chicago Bears in my entire freaking life. And there's not a lot of talent on that offense. I think you have more talent. I like adding Claypool in there. But Justin Fields can't drop back and just sit there and be the quarterback that we think he's going to be without that time to pass the ball, without that time to sit in the pocket, without that time to let plays develop, right? There's still a ton of growth that has to be had here. There's still a ton of growth that has to be had here from the Chicago Bears team. Talent-wise, uh, skill-wise, Justin Fields still needs to get better, right? We haven't seen him throw the ball more than 20 to 25 times, but that's what this season was going to be. We knew that. I said that before the season started. Give me 20 to 25 passes and let me see what he can do in those. And they're doing that. Justin Fields is showing you that with nothing, I can create something. And it's not just a fear of there, – there are certain plays, right, and I think this is the part that you really have to look at yesterday, right? There are certain plays yesterday where it looks like Justin Fields says, okay, there's nothing there, I have to take off. But is he taking off in a very Lamar Jackson sense of – and this is no knock to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, an excellent runner, really good player, love him, MVP candidate. I need you to ball out the night for my fantasy team, right? I really do. Um, but when I look at Lamar Jackson tonight, right, like – when you drop back and you see Lamar knows before a play starts, usually whether it's going to work or not, his first mind is, let me take off, let me get up out of here. His first mind, let me take off, let me get up out of here. Justin Fields wasn't on that. Justin Fields dropping back. Yeah, some things did break down, but what's he doing? He's stepping up in the pocket. He does take off. He does run out of there. He does use his legs to create something, but the entire time I'm looking down the field, I'm trying to see, hey, let's make a play here. Let's Okay, well, let's figure this out. I got to find somebody. that There's nobody there. I'm gone. He understands what his speed is. He understands what he has to do to make plays on it. I am watching Justin Fields grow, not only just as a as being used as a runner and all of that right like of course right you know he's going to use his legs. set a record yesterday you have to give credit to that but this coaching staff 
This coaching staff is not looking to Justin Fields to simply be a runner. These aren't designed runs. There's a couple of designed runs. What they run? They made, they might have ran five or six designed runs yesterday. He ran it 15 times. These are, I got to get out of here. They're not just saying, Justin, take off at the first glance. They're saying, keep your eyes down the field. Keep trying to uh, uh, make a pass down the field. There's going to be something deep down there. But if there's nothing else, get out of there. We don't have the talent on this team right now to protect you. If there's something else there, get out of there. Or if there's nothing else there, get out of there. We're continuing to see Justin Fields grow as a quarterback on this team. When nothing's there, he's creating something. That is what the best quarterbacks in the NFL do. I know Aaron Rodgers is having a down year right now, but have we not seen that from Aaron Rodgers this year? Or uh, uh, not this year, uh, in in his history. Have we not seen those moments where you look at on you're looking on the field? Heck, Don Burr's in the chat. Don Burr was going on. Have we not seen that with Matt Stafford? Where you're sitting there looking and you're like, man, there is no talent on this team, but somehow they're in a game with one of the best teams in the NFL because he's just throwing it up to Megatron to go get it, and it's working. Right? That's what the best quarterbacks in the NFL do. And we're seeing that from a year two guy. There's so much for him still to grow from. There's so much here from him for him to learn from. Consistently getting better. I want to make sure I'm giving everybody their flowers on the offensive end from yesterday too, right? Like, I, I think that the thing is as well, you're seeing other guys develop. Again, I talked about development under Coach Flus versus under Matt Nagy. Development. In nine weeks of football, we've seen more development than we saw in four years of Nagy. Guess what? Somebody else showing you a little bit more development, especially when you're able to get Chase Claypool in there, who's also a decent blocker himself, right? All of a sudden, you're seeing a little bit more development out of Cole Komet, who has probably his best day ever in a Chicago Bears jersey yesterday. who has probably his best day in, in in his NFL career yesterday, right? Not only just, and, and kind of for the first time, right, getting the ability to not just be a blocker, because he's been a blocker most of the season, right? But they've added a few other things in, and now all of a sudden he's able to make some more plays. Cole Komet yesterday, five receptions, 41 yards, two touchdowns. He also had two rushes for nine yards, which was hilarious. Again, really good play calling, really good scheming. Oh, by the way, watching an OC, did y'all see the little where Komet comes in, he gets under center and goes forward? That's a Miami Dolphins play. That means you were watching tape with Justin Fields and Cole Komet, and, and Luke Getzey went, I like that. Let's figure that out. Let's run that. Let's practice that. For the first time in my life, I'm looking at not only just a player playing well, and like the video, if you agree on this as well, a coaching staff that is consistently 
accentuating the talents of the players on the team. We haven't seen that. Ditka? Since Ditka? I mean, honestly. Even when you think about, right, like the Bears, I, I guess you could say Lovey with the defense as well. But a coaching staff that is consistently putting his team in the right position on both sides. I understand the defense of Swiss cheese last night. But as I rewatched that game this morning, and I was rewatching the game this morning, y'all know, y'all know I love to I love to watch it again. As I rewatched the game this morning. Not only was I looking at the offensive side of the ball, I was looking at the defensive side of the ball, and again, same statements. And in the second half, they just played better. They're in the right position. You got to make the play. You got to make the tackle. And I'll tell you what, yesterday the Chicago Bears defense was absolutely missing Roquan Smith over the middle because they were dotting that up. Also, uh, side note as well, I'm off my Miami hate. Tua, Tua can play. It sounds, it, it, it looks crazy. I don't know if he'll, I'll ever say he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But Tua can play. I, I, I'll give him the same nod. I'll give him, I would say he's very much, um, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo esque, maybe a little bit better. Maybe a little bit better. Got a lot of weapons that make a lot of plays for him, but he consistently gets them the ball. Tua can play. I I I, I listen. I watched that game. And I was just like, look, the boy, he's making plays. Like, he's he's dotting them up. He's hitting them where they need to be hit. He's hitting them in stride so that they can continue their route. Yeah, it's nothing deep. It's nothing crazy. I don't think there's any shot that I was like, man, like, you just got burnt on that. Well, I can't. The, the shot down the sideline to Tyreek where, um, where Jalen Johnson got burnt and Eddie Jackson ends up knocking him out on the left side. Um, or I guess right side for for relative to where they're at. Tua Tua looked really good. Tua looks really good. I'll I'll give him I'll give him credit where credit is due. But I look at that situation, and I look at the Bears situation, and now think if the Bears can just get some weaponry around Justin Fields like that offensive line. They went out. They got Teron Armstead. Guess what? Having your well for him it's his front side protected that much helps. Having a big boy like Teron Armstead on the left side helps. Bears were able to generate no pass rush yesterday. Tua had time. Tua had ability. He, he, hey, listen, I'm back here, baby, and he's left-handed, too. I'm back here, whatever you want to. Uh, can I get a, a, a large cup of coffee, uh, two creams, two sugars, and a bagel? H- hold on, I got to make this pass over the middle. Do it. And then I look at Justin Fields. Protection was better, but it was not great. Protection was better, but it was not great. 
but he was able to turn it into something. Turning nothing into something. That's what I'm looking at from Justin. I'll tell you this right now. And here's my... I've talked about a hot take. Shout out to the Jam Team for the Super Chat. Good Lord, $50 Super Chat. Appreciate that, Jam Team. Appreciate the love on the live this morning, brother. Justin Fields balling got you excited. But I'll say this. And here's my hot take. And y'all like the video if you agree. Subscribe to the page if you agree. If you don't, do it anyway because we do a show every day. You might as well. Justin Fields, not only is the Chicago Bears franchise quarterback that we've been looking for for years. But right now, Justin Fields is the most dangerous quarterback in the NFL. I know that there's going to be people that are going to look at this video and comment on this video and, 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 and take this and say, oh, Bears fans are delusional again. Bears fans, but I'm not being delusional. That was an excellent defense that you played against yesterday. That was an excellent defense that you played against yesterday. And look at the tape. Look at the tape. There's three plays that stand out to me. There are three plays that stand out to me. The first play that really stood out to me was the rollout right to Cole Komet. Not because of the pass that Justin delivers to Cole Komet. But because of how Justin sets the play up. It's a play-action play. Justin Fields fakes the handoff. When you see the play, go back and look at it. Justin has the football tucked so perfectly, the defense can't see it. They all bite on Mooney. And I'll bet you, everybody in here was following Mooney. How many times has Justin Fields done a handoff, a play-action fake, something like that this season, where you look at it, and you say, hey, who's got the ball? The defense was doing the exact same thing because they're so worried about Justin using his legs to kill him. His legs are absolutely, absolutely such a threat that they're more worried about that. So now he fakes that off. They're still biting on Justin. At first, they're on Montgomery. Then they're like, oh, snap, he's going to run. He's still got the ball. He's got the ball. He turns around, delivers a strike to Cole Komet. Touchdown. Excellent block by EQ on that. Doesn't make up for you dropping a last pass. Second play that really stood out to me. The pass to Darnell Mooney, right? Because with that, that's just, that's just showing a little bit of savvy. That's showing an understanding of how I need to deceive the defense. Oh, by the way, the entire time on that, the entire time on that, there's a spy on Justin Fields, which means there's a defender that literally cannot leave Justin Fields. So that takes another defender away from the defense. That's opening things up for you defensively. Number two, second part of that, that really stood out to me. The reason that I think he's the most dangerous quarterback in the NFL. When you look at the pass to Darnell Mooney, you cannot throw a more accurate pass. That is against a Pro Bowl DB in Howard. 
And not only is Justin Fields standing back there waiting for the play to develop, he takes a shot as he's delivering the ball over the top. Darnell Mooney has to go up and get it, but it's in the perfect spot. That is perfect placement. That is elite level placement on a pass for those who say he's not an elite passer. He's not going to be able to pass the ball. I know only 128 yards in that game, but you know what? You've got to work with what you got. And in that moment, he still takes a shot, delivers the football into the hands of Darnell Mooney. Touchdown. So now you can't bite on the fake because if you bite on the fake right on the first play, you're in trouble because he can roll out and he can take off on you. Instead, he delivers a football and you've got one less defender that's dropping back in coverage. Oh, on the other side of that, you can't sit there and just wait for him to throw the football because guess what? The boy can throw. And then the third thing, The third thing that I look at and I say, Justin Fields right now is the most dangerous quarterback in football. Look at the play that is a broken play where he takes off and scores on a 60-yard-plus touchdown. Look at that play. Because now, right, you got to bring the athleticism into it. Now you got to talk about him as an athlete. Justin drops back, play breaks down, defense is trying to collapse in on him. It's start, they look like they've got him. But again, the fear of him throwing the football actually adding into him being able to take off and use his legs, vice versa, with the fear of him using his legs actually creating a fear of him throwing the football. Justin Fields literally starts to run, stops, because he thinks there's something there. Jumps to throw it. Like, I don't know what the jump was. It's like a pump fake almost. Jumps to throw. Both feet are off of the ground. Both feet are off of the ground. But that little pump fake, that little hezzy, it was an NFL hezzy. That little hezzy, the defense stops for a half a second and Justin Fields is gone. So now you can't stand back there and bite on the play action because he might actually give it to Montgomery. Oh, by the way, Bears still have a really good running game, so he might actually give it to Montgomery. Or he's holding on to the football. Let's bite on the run. Oh, snap, we bit too hard. Now he's got to pass over the middle. Touchdown. Ah, he's going to stand back there. We'll make him throw the ball, right? Remember what they said with Mitch? Remember what they said with Mitch? Make him play quarterback. We'll make Justin play quarterback. Boom, accurate pass over the head of a top DB in the NFL. Touchdown. Okay, we'll play back. We, we won't let him play. We'll worry about the pass. We got to worry about the pass on this because he absolutely can throw it down. He just showed us he can throw the football down the field. Half a second, boom, 60-yard run. You gave me that much seconds. You gave me that much time. Touchdown. So let me ask you this. As you watch the tape, how do you defend that? How do you defend that? That's why I say right now, looking at it, and listen, there's a long way to go. I'm not naive to think that Justin Fields is better than Patrick Mahomes right now. I'm not naive to think that Justin Fields is better than Josh Allen right now. I'm not saying that to you. What I am saying is that when you look at 
all the things that Justin Fields is doing really, really well with minimal help. Or I shouldn't say minimal help because that's diminishing a lot of the, the people that are in that building. With help that is not elite. Let's say that. With help that is not elite. When I watch that, he can kill you in three different ways. If you just look at what the teams are doing, right? Like Pat Mahomes yesterday, Pat Mahomes struggles when you only rush four and you drop more people back into coverage. He struggled yesterday with that. The Titans were on that. Titans literally just don't have a quarterback that's able to make plays right now. Malik Willis is trying to figure out the NFL still. Josh Allen a little different. Josh Allen's balling right now. He played a little down yesterday, but I think he had the injury, too. I didn't watch that full game. I saw that he came up a little gimpy with the elbow, but um, Josh Allen's a, a monster. Like, I'm, he, he played a little better yesterday. Okay, he's a monster. I'm not, I'm not saying that Justin Fields is at their level yet. But what I'm saying is when you look at how Justin is making plays. When you look at how Justin is getting the ball down the field, it's not Lamar Jackson-esque where he came in and it was just, hey, he's running the ball. We got to catch him. Let's sell out on the run because if he throws the ball right, that's where we can beat him. No, you can't beat Justin Fields on that, at least as he's continued to go through this offense because right now he's delivering the ball really accurately. He's delivering the ball consistently. He's putting it in a position where his receivers should be making plays, and if they were better receivers more times than not, they would be making plays. On top of that, the kid in play action is so elusive, it's crazy out here. So for those reasons, dog, I'm telling y'all right now, I know it may sound crazy. But go watch the tape. On a field that included Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. I, I thought two in there. I was I, I thought about it. I thought two in there. Two of Tunga Vailoa. Is it Tunga or Tagovailoa? I, I, I don't see the end in there. I don't know how to say it. A field that included superstar level talent. Justin Fields was the best player on the field. And at the quarterback position, we have never, ever, ever been able to say that about any Chicago Bear. Put some talent around him, Ryan. The job's not done. The job's not done. There's a lot to still look at in this game, and there's a lot to still get to in this game. By the way, appreciate everybody who's tuning in and rocking with us, man. We got over 200 in the building, man. Hit that like button if you haven't done so. Subscribe to the page, man. We do this show every single day, Monday through Friday. This is The Daily Show. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us, man, and showing love on that. Justin Fields, that's my hot take. Justin Fields right now, the most dangerous quarterback in the NFL right now. Stop playing with me. Now, everything yesterday was not good, though. Everything yesterday was not good. Everything that we looked at yesterday was not the perfect play. It was not, especially on the defensive end. Right? There, there were still some issues. 
But what I will say is this. Going into next season, when you see the quarterback playing as he does, when you see the offense putting up 30-plus points for the third week in a row, or I should say 29-plus points. We had 29 in the uh, Dallas game. 29-plus points for the third week in a row. And you know coming into next season that Ryan Poles has at his disposal $130-plus million, that Ryan Poles has at his disposal still a full slate of draft picks, even trading one away for uh, uh, um, Chase Claypool, a second-round pick. You've still got your first-round pick. You've still got a second-round pick. When you look at everything that the Chicago Bears need going into next season, I ask you this question because there are a lot of old school Bears fans in here. Do you like that for the first time in our lives, I think just about everybody in here, for the first time in everybody in here's life, I think I can say this pretty confidently. The Chicago Bears are choosing offense over defense. For the first time in our life, the Chicago Bears are choosing offense over defense. Do you like that? Because there's going to be some things that you look at, and if they continue to prioritize the offense over defense, there's going to be some issues that remain. Maybe with the draft next year, they go get a middle linebacker, somebody that's a rookie or something like that, right? Or they go find them their three technique, which I do think they need coming up the middle. You got to be able to get some pressure on the quarterback. I think that's one thing that the um, that the, you really want to see this Bears team do on the defensive end. You haven't seen it at, pretty much at all. And once you got rid of Robert Quinn, I mean, you saw it a little bit versus Carson Wentz, right? But the Bears just have not been able to really get pressure on the quarterback this season. It's pretty much been a theme this season, right? Robert Quinn wasn't doing a great job of it, but he was creating – he wasn't getting to the to the house, I'll say, but he was creating actual pressure. CJ, the truth, shout out to you, brother. Welcome to the Breeze Superfans, man. Or welcome back, I should say. But do you like that they're prioritizing the offense over the defense? Because there's some things, right? And as you go into next season, you have to choose what you're going to fix most. There's a lot that you can fix next season. But this will not be fully fixed next year. This is the NFL. We know this, right? This is the NFL. We know that the Bears aren't going to just fix everything next season. The Bears aren't going to go uh, out there and they're going to solve everything on the defense. They're going to solve everything offensively, right? It's just not going to happen. So you would think that they would go into this, seeing what Justin Fields is slowly developing into and still try to pro uh, 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 um, and, and still try to build up on the offensive side, which means you're probably going to have a defense next season that hopefully right takes a step in the right direction, but probably is still going to be a little bit subpar. But you're seeing a game now, yesterday's game. You saw that game yesterday. I had, how many, how many of y'all were like me yesterday? Where 
when it got the third down <laughs> and the Miami Dolphins, no matter what it was, you were like, they got it. We just got to We got to score more than we got to get one stop, one stop. I, and I was like, give me just one major play. Just give me an Eddie Jackson pick. Just one major play. Just one stop. And we can win this game. Right? Like, I think that's really what I was looking at. I was just, I, I, I didn't think that the Bears were going to be able to do anything to stop the Miami Dolphins yesterday. Because most plays throughout the day, they weren't. And so looking at that, right, to me, I'm looking at that and I'm saying, okay, how do we... How do we win these games moving forward? How do we stop these high-powered offenses moving forward? And I think the thing is, right, like, it's what you're seeing a lot around the NFL, and Ryan Poles understands that. If we can score more than you, and our defense is all right, it's going to be a shootout, and we just need to win. And listen, the Bears showed it to you yesterday. It was a shootout. It was a shootout game. And a couple of stops changed everything. All of a sudden, and listen, if you don't give up the, uh, the I, I think that the thing is right with bad teams, there's going to be one or two plays that kill you. And right now I'm not saying that the Bears are, um, I'm not going to say that they're a good team. I'm just going to say that they don't have enough – or I'm not going to say they're a bad team. I'm going to say they don't have enough talent to be a better team right now. I think they're well coached. I think they have some talent on this team, but it's just not enough to deal with what Miami is doing. But you give away that that uh, uh, punt, uh, the blocked punt that turns into a touchdown, and that was the moment – like it was early in the game, and I was like, listen, that's probably the one. That's probably the one that broke that broke you. And at the end of the game, that's the one play that you go back to and you look at and you're like, yeah, that's the play right there that that probably put them over the top. But that's probably what it's going to be for a little while here in Chicago. And so I, I, I asked Bears fans this right because you know what we're built on. We're the monsters of the midway. We love the defense. We love the fight. Give me all of that fight. Give me, show me. I want to see sacks. I want to see picks. I want to see all of it. I'd rather see that because this is a defensive city. And guess what? That's not the league. You still need defense, right? And I'm not saying you don't. You still need defense. And I don't think that... Um, you go all the way out. Like, there's some teams that just go all the way the other direction. And I think that that's stupid, right? Like, the thing is, you have to be – if you're going to be a Super Bowl team, you have to get to top five, top eight defense level, right? Like, when the uh, uh, Buccaneers won their Super Bowl with Tom Brady, that defense was a top five defense. When um, – the San Francisco 49ers get to the Super Bowl. That was a top five defense, right? If you have a better quarterback, you might win the Super Bowl in that situation. Um, when the Rams last season get to, that's a top defense in the NFL. The Bills this season, right? You see what they're doing. They're getting a top defense with a top offense in the NFL, right? So you can't forget about the defensive side of the football. You just can't. But. You're seeing a lot more teams now where they're like, hey, but we can outscore you. And if our team just gets a couple of key stops, heck, even I'll give credit even to the um, 
to the Bengals last season. That defense last year was the reason that Joe Burrow was just able to dominate teams. I mean, they were blowing teams out the water. Now, he was still getting sacked 57 times, so let's let's not do that again. But you know what I mean? But I just think that Ryan Pohl seems to understand, hey, we're in the modern era of football. We have to make this change. We have to get Justin weapons. We have to get Justin an offensive line. We have to get Justin. And I think it is because, one, he's a football mind. For the first time, the Bears have a football mind in the building. Um, and, and two, right, like – he understands that, hey, the dominant teams dominate with fat dudes up front on both sides. And so coming into this draft, don't be surprised if with a first-round pick, we see a wide receiver, we see an offensive lineman. Heck, if it's the best player in the draft, you might see a defensive lineman. Oh, they're not prioritizing what you – it's the best player. You've got so many holes to fix on this team. Don't be surprised. Now, listen, I would rather go offense. I would rather see the Bears go with a wide receiver in the draft. I would rather see the Bears go with a um, – or an offensive lineman in this draft, I guess, right? Either way, I'd rather nah, – I'm going to be honest with you. That's tough. Okay. As we're, as we're moving As we're moving through, I would rather see the Bears go receiver – in the first round over probably anything else. The second thing I would go with is defensive linemen because you have to look at what we're seeing right now. I think Braxton Jones is a good player. But you have to go through the growing pains that there are of being a rookie offensive lineman versus, let's be real, defenses that are catching up. Defenses in the NFL right now are ridiculous. The defensive lines in the NFL right now, the edge dressers in the NFL right now are ridiculous. So now you've got rookies that are trying to develop at an even quicker rate. And so for me, right, going into the next season, I don't really want to see rookies standing in front of Justin. I just don't. Go out and pay the money. You got the money, pay the money. Go get four more fat dudes or, or three, I guess, if Lucas Patrick ever plays again. And spend $90 million on your offensive line. Spend $90 million on your I, – I really – I would be like, look at that. Shout out to him. Make sure you play him in preseason so that we don't have a uh, – a Joe Burrow situation where they're not able to play until week five. But for me, right, like, there's so many holes to fill on this team. Don't be surprised if you see Ryan Poles go in a different direction in that first round. Or even trade in that first round. But you have to, have to, have to continue building what you're seeing out of your quarterback right now. Give him the best chance to succeed. Because right now, no matter what you want to say, and especially since you traded away Roquan Smith, the best player on your football team right now. I can't believe I'm saying this. Is your quarterback. This is a disbelief Monday, bro. This is a disbelief Monday. 
The best player in your league right in, on your team right now is your quarterback. And it's not like, oh, he's the best player because everyone else sucks. It's literally he's the best player on your team just because he's a really, really good player. He's a he's making elite level plays in year two. By the way, this is only year two. I realize it feels like Nagy had us sitting here in in uh, uh, year one for like 10 years. But this is only year two of Justin Fields. There's only up to go, hopefully. Yeah, look, look. This is this is this is Eddie. Shout out to Eddie for this comment. He says you need offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, wide receiver, cornerback, etc. Yeah, just the football team. You need the football team, and that's why it's exciting to see this from Justin Fields this season, right? Because when you see it this season, now you can go into next season and change your mindset. You're going into next season probably before Justin starts having this growth, starts taking these steps, and you might be thinking, do we pay Roquan Smith? Do we hold on to this guy? Do we continue to try and, okay, we can't just be bad on both sides of the football. Do we make this play? Do we make this play? Like, all of a sudden, you see Justin start to take step after step after step after step, and then you're like, yo, we got to get him a wide receiver. We got to continue to build things right He's our foundation piece. We're about to make a serious pivot. The Chicago Bears, for the first times in our lives, have made a serious pivot from the defensive end to the offensive end. That's where you're looking at this team going right now. And that excites me. That gives me hope, especially after yesterday's game, right? Because it only took, bro, I swear, I said if we get two stops, we can win this game. We got two stops, and we were absolutely in a position to win this game. I think we only got two stops in the whole game. I think we only got two stops in the whole game. <laughs> Furious said, what about Ar the Armstrong kid Colin Cowherd was talking about? Bro, hey, listen, yesterday, I mean, it was like, it, it, it was tough. He had a tough day yesterday. It was like he wasn't even out there. <laughs> it was like he wasn't even out there. But I think as a whole, Chicago's looking at this season as a and, and this is what I said coming into this season. This season is about growth. This season is about building something that's going to be here past this year. Because guess what? We've had seasons. We've had seasons. We've gone to a Super Bowl for a season. We've had 10-win seasons. We've had 12-win seasons. But they're too far and few between. They're too far and few between. Now we're starting to build something that's going to be able to sustain itself possibly for more than just one or two years. Now we're looking at something that's going to be able to sustain itself for more than just, oh man, that was a flash in the pan. What a heck of a season that was. That was a 12 and four season. What'd you do next year? Eight and eight. 
What'd you do next year? Eight and eight. What'd you do next year? Six and ten. Huh? You did what? I'm excited, Bears fans. I'm excited, baby. As we're going into this last topic, man, and this is, this is I think, the biggest thing to take away from this game and yesterday as a whole. Yesterday as a whole was absolutely one of the worst days that I've ever seen in the NFL outside of maybe the lockout season where we had the replacement refs for the refereeing crew. Outside of maybe that season, they are awful. Even, just just looking at the Bears game, even if you want to give Eddie Jackson, was it Eddie or was it Jalen? It was Eddie, right? Even if you want to call that one. Wait a minute. Hold on now. Wait a minute. We got a where's the where's the soundboard at? Where's my soundboard at? Hold on. I gotta I gotta see. Hold on. This fax box? Uh according to Bach and now Twitter. The Colts have made Jeff Saturday their interim head coach. Y'all rocking with that one? Interesting. Interesting. All right. I guess I guess if your season sucks. Um <laughs> I guess if your season Bro, they changed their tune on that real quick, bro. I mean, they changed their tune on that Real, real quick, bro. <laughs> they were literally just like, hey, no, Frank's good, man. We're not firing Frank. We know what this season is. Frank's fired. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, all right. We just fired him. Uh, back, to, back to this Bears game, though, before we get up out here, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, li- I like that everybody's just looking at that and just like, that's kind of weird. That's a little different. I think for the sake of the NFL that when you see a game like the Bears game yesterday where it's just being called so inconsistently, where it's just being called, right, there's a play action on one side that's very I, – I I'm not going to say it's ticky-tack, right? I, I can see it being a play action. I thought that with, the, with, his, uh, 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 with Eddie getting his head turned around um, – being able to get up there and and you when you've got your head turned around right when the ball's in the air both players have an ability to try and make a play on it Eddie's turned around it clearly seems like he's trying to make a play little, little butt little, little 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 bump there little ah just that and that's a that's a pass interference call meanwhile on the other side Chase is going up for a ball he's getting wrapped around the waist one guy's coming in, hitting him over the top. And uh, no flag. Ref looking right at him. Not even, didn't even attempt to go for the flag. Didn't even attempt to look at the flag. Didn't even reach to like scratch back there to be like, mm, maybe a flag. 
And then later that night, later that night, listen, and I love the Chiefs game. I thought it was really entertaining. But good Lord. When you see the Chiefs going for two to tie the game up, and you see Kelsey take off, they grab, there's a little bit of a tussle at the line. Kelsey grabs a guy by the helmet, rips his helmet off as he's running past, and it's called a holding on the defense. These NFL refs have continued to get worse, I think. These NFL refs have continued to have continued to make calls that are history-changing calls. Now, in the regular season, very different, right? In the regular season, it's very different. But they're making these similar types of calls in the playoffs. They're making these similar types of calls in uh, um conference finals games they're making these similar types of calls or i'm saying conference finals nba uh in championship games i should say in the nfc championship in the afc championship so to me right there needs to be the same as you would do with a player if you're not going to have in-house refs that are only refereeing nfl games every year like you don't got the money to pay these months there needs to be a tryout every year, open tryouts or something for these refereeing crews. And you need an independent arbiter that's literally out there watching these guys call games, call up, throwing, because, bro, you're seeing this too often in the NFL right now. This is the modern league. You're seeing too many times where a flag on the play is changing history. You're seeing too many times where a not not throwing a flag on the play is changing history. And I know, right, that there's some people, like I heard Keyshawn Johnson this morning basically saying that uh, Claypool has to go up to get that ball a little bit bigger. He's got to play bigger than he is. Uh, you can't allow the ref to make that play. You have to come down with that. But my argument to that would be if – the DB literally is saying, I'm going to just mug you. I will take the call because you know what? This is a, this could be a game changing catch versus me just seeing if we could get the referee to keep the flag in his pocket. And so he sells out. He just grabs him and yanks him down as somebody's coming over the top to hit him. Then yeah. It, it's a little hard to make that catch when you're getting mugged. It's a little hard to make that catch when literally somebody is just on your back like a backpack. And so to me, right, like I I just I think that there needs to be more of a system that continues to get the best referees in the building oh by the way if you ever want to pay refs like you got the money to do if you ever just want to pay a crew that that's all they do like if i'm not mistaken nba refs are only nba refs right like i don't i don't think i've ever seen joey crawford at like target scanning cans like they just ref nba games the nba makes a lot less money than you do You know what I mean? Come on, dog. 
We got to be better than this. We got to be better than this because right now, right, it doesn't matter as much. Bears lose a game to the Dolphins in the middle of the season. Ah, it sucks for Bears fans, right? But these are the same guys that are going to be refereeing playoff games. These are the same guys that are going to be, and I know we do the whole, oh, but it's only the best refs to get the games and and it's only the best crews to get the games. How many playoff games have we seen changed by a referee keeping a flag in his pocket? Heck, Drew Brees didn't go to the Super Bowl because they kept flags in their pockets. Drew Brees absolutely had another shot at going to a Super Bowl, but they tucked a flag in their pocket. You got to be able to make the play. You can't make a play if somebody's beating you over the head while you're trying to make the play. So to me, right, I just, you got to fix that system. I don't know. They, they never will, but I think that that's something right there. That, that's an end of show rant for me right there. Uh, hey, I appreciate you guys for tuning in and rock with us for another episode of The Daily Show. We'll be live tonight for Chicago Bulls Talks. So make sure before you get up out of here uh, that you hit that button and make sure that you're tuned in tonight. Make sure that you guys are. Push the button. Come on. Push the button. Come on. Push the button. Yeah, come on. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page, man. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking bulls and bears, how Chicago's fans talk. So make sure that you're tuned in with us. Uh, we'll be back live tomorrow. I believe Ringo and uh, um, I don't know who else was trying to hop on, but we're going to be live tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, we'll be live tomorrow. Or we'll see. We'll see because the Bulls game is kind of late tonight. We might be pre-recorded tomorrow. But there will be a show from 11 to 12 tomorrow. So tune in with us on that, man. Um Hit that like button, like I said. I don't I don't have nothing else. I don't know. Uh, shout out to y'all for tuning in. Bears, hey, Bears fans, we got a franchise quarterback. In my opinion, we got a franchise quarterback. Argue with your mom. That's all I got to say. Hey, y'all, y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and showing love, man.